0: Good afternoon and welcome. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It is um, indeed a wonderful moment. It is a privilege and an honor to be with you this moment and I am delighted and happy that we can come together so we can learn what God wants us to hear and to do this moment. Praise be to God. Um, Thank you, and I would encourage you, if you can, to let your loved ones know, let your friends know that the servant of God is live and he's ready to teach the word of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Good afternoon, good morning, um, good evening. Hallelujah. Because I understand that um, there are different parts of the world where it may be different time zones so know that we are indeed greeting you and we are happy that you are here with us hallelujah i have a word a message um, from god and um, i want us to pray together first before we can get into the scripture into the message hallelujah and what i want you and i to do first is to read a certain portion of scripture that will guide us to pray I'll keep emphasizing this every time I come before you the importance of Scripture in your prayer. The importance of Scripture in our prayers. Let's open our Bible from the book of Exodus, chapter 33. Let's go into the Old Testament and open our Bibles from the book of Exodus, chapter 33. There is something there that um, the Lord would like us to see, um, and then we are going to learn from that, and we are going to pray. Exodus chapter 33, I will read verses 18 to 23. Praise be to God. You are awesome, Lord. You are awesome, King of glory. You are awesome, Creator. You are wonderful, O oh God. Hallelujah. Now, let me read Exodus chapter 33, verse 18. The Bible reads, And he said, Please show me your glory. Verse 19. Then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Verse 20. But he said, you cannot see my face, for no man shall see me and live." 21. And the Lord said, here is a place by me. And you shall stand on the rock, so shall it be while my glory passes by that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and will cover you by my hand while I pass by. And in the last verse, 23 of Exodus chapter 33, then I will take away my hand and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. I want us to pray. And the prayer that we are going to offer Is, Lord, I want to have a personal experience of your presence, your touch, your word, your guidance, and your influence in the name of Jesus Christ. So in our prayer, we are asking for specific things that we are looking for. We are saying, number one, we want an experience of the presence of God. Number two, we want an experience of the touch of God. Number three, we want an experience of the Word of God. Four, we want an experience of the guidance of God. And five, we want an experience of the influence of God. So, we want to pray to God for these five things this moment, that Lord... We are looking for an experience. We are looking for an encounter. We are looking for a moment. We are looking to um, have these five things that only you can provide in the name of Jesus. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we bless you. We honor you and we glorify you, O God, our maker, our creator. We thank you, O God, because you are kind, you are good, and you are great. We honor you, Jehovah, for there is nobody who can be likened unto you in ability. We know that we are created in your image and in your likeness, but you are God. We cannot be on the same level as you, O Father. We are children, and you are supreme, O Creator. Father, this moment, O Lord, we have read your word from the book of Exodus chapter 33 where we are being told that Moses had an experience in your presence. We are told Moses had an experience with your word. We are told Moses had an experience with your touch. We are told Moses had an experience with your guidance. And we are told that Moses had an experience with your influence. And we are praying, my God, in this moment that, Lord, may we experience these five things in our life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that let us have an encounter with you, creator of heaven and earth. May we have an experience in our family with you, O oh God. May we have an experience with our children with you, oh God. May we have an experience in our relationships with you, O Maker. May we have an experience in our careers with you, O God. That, Jehovah, you be the influence in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. My God, may you take honor. May you take praise. May you take adoration, for you are worthy and you are holy. I thank you and I bless you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, the exact contents of the prayer that we have offered, I have posted, and there will be part of this um, video that you are watching now. So if you go into the description, you will find the contents of the prayer. Hallelujah. And this is something I would encourage you that whenever you are offering such a prayer in relation to today's message, Go into the particulars of the prayer and begin to speak to God and see what God will do with you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I am happy this moment, this day, because I was looking forward to coming to you with the Holy Spirit so I can deliver what God has given. And indeed, as always, God has not disappointed and he does not disappoint, for he has given a word that is needed hallelujah and the message that I have for you today is on a title my encounter your encounter this is a personified message this is not a group message this is not a message for a couple this is not a message for a family this is not a message for a community this is not a message for a church. This is not a message for a, a ministry, but this is a message for individuals. This is a message that you and I are going before God and we are saying, Father, I want an encounter. And that's why it says, my encounter. You should be saying it, my encounter. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. What about my encounter does the Lord want us to learn? In the prayer that we offered, when you are looking at the book of Exodus chapter 33, we are told that Moses had an encounter with God. And we are told that in his encounter with God, in his experience with God, he said, Lord, you have been speaking. Lord, you have been performing signs and wonders, miracles. Lord, you have been doing great things with me and the children of Israel. Lord, we have heard of your kindness, your goodness, and your power. But I want an encounter with you right now. I want an experience with you right now. You need to know that in life, you can give examples about men of God. You can give examples about women of God. You can give examples about ministries. You can give examples about cities, nations. You can give examples from the word of God. You can encourage people about things that happened with others. But what is important in life is your encounter with God. You can tell people stories about the encounter of the pastor with God. You can tell people about the miracle healing that God performed on someone else. But what about your encounter? You can tell people about the miracle that a certain family experienced. But what about your encounter? You can tell people about someone else's victory, someone else's achievement, someone else's success, someone else's breakthrough, someone else's answer, someone else's solution. But what about your encounter with your God? So today's message, we are saying my encounter, my experience. Praise the Lord. Now, let's go to the book of John chapter 4. Hallelujah. The message is taken from the book of John chapter 4, and that's verses 39 to 42. My encounter, my experience. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you there? John chapter 4, verse 39 to 42. I'll read the New King James Version. That's the translation that I'm reading of the Bible. Verse 39, it reads, And many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me that all I ever did, So when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days. Verse 41. And many more believed because of his own word. I want you to pay attention to that, his own word. And verse 42. Then they said to the woman, Now we believe, not because of what you said, I also want you to pay attention to that, not because of what you said. For we ourselves have heard him, and we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for the reading of the scripture. I bless you, my God, because the word of God has life. The word of God has authority. The word of God has power. The word of God has knowledge. The Word of God has a revelation, the Word of God has influence, and the Word of God is a life. Not only is it life, but the Word of God is a living according to the book of Hebrews. My Father, we thank you, Lord, that God, through this Word, you are going to speak to families, you are going to speak to lives, you are going to speak to destinies, You are going to speak to relationships. You are going to speak to bodies. You are going to restore situations. You are going to provide solutions. You are going to provide answers. You are going to provide a way out. You are going to provide guidance in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, let you, O God, be blessed. Let your name be exalted. Increase, O Father, this moment. And we decrease, O Lord. You be God and we be children. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. My encounter. In John chapter 4, verse 39 to 42, we are reading of a portion of scripture where when you go in the beginning of that chapter, you find that we are told Jesus was at a certain place. He was teaching the multitudes. He was doing many wonderful works. And the Bible then said after people had dispersed, after the crowd had left, the the, the disciples and Christ were hungry. And Jesus instructed the disciples to go out into the nearest town and look for food. He said he would stay behind and the disciples went ahead to look for food. And as soon as the disciples left, the Bible tells us that Jesus went to a certain well where people would draw water. And when he arrived at this well, the scripture lets us know that there was a woman there whose name is not told, but she is known as a Samaritan woman. And when Jesus meets this woman, he began to interact with her. Jesus said to the woman, can you give me water to drink? And this woman said, but how can you, being a Jew, ask for water from me, a Samaritan woman? Don't you know that we are not supposed to mix? Don't you know that it is an error for such to happen? And she was speaking this because at the time, the Jews and the Samaritans were not meant to interact. This for historical reasons. And so she was surprised that how can this man be asking water from me? And Jesus began to interact with her further, where he started to ask some questions about her husband. And the woman opened up to say the truth, and he, Jesus agreed to say, Indeed, even the man you are living with is not your husband, for you have had others also that were not your husbands. And then she said, but how do you know all these things? Are you a prophet? Because I have not told you these things. So I'm saying this just to paint a picture to help you understand where we are coming from into verse 39. And then he said to this woman, if you knew who you were talking to, you would have asked for living waters. Because he said, I can give you water that you will never thirst again. That if you drink from my well, if you drink from me, you will never thirst again. Because the water, the well that you are talking about that your forefathers left you, that can dry up. The water that you are saying, no, it has been there for generations and your people has been drinking from, it can dry up. When you drink this water, you can get thirsty again. But if you drink the living waters from me, you will never thirst again. And this woman was fascinated. And the Bible says when she left, she went to her people and she began to tell them everything about Jesus. She said, I met a man whom I think might be the Messiah. This man knew everything about me. This man began to tell me this, this and that. And the Bible says in verse 39 that many of the Samaritans in the city believed because of the testimony of this woman. But what is encouraging and what is interesting is now from verse number fourteen, where it says the, the rest of the people rushed and encouraged or they, they asked Jesus to stay with them, because they wanted to learn from him. Then the scripture says to us, they then say to the woman, "This is where the message is. They say to the woman, "Now we believe, not because of what you told us, my God, not because of your encounter." Not because of your experience, not because of your testimony, not because of what he said to you, not because of what happened with you and him, but because we have heard ourselves, because we have had our own experience, because we have had our own encounter, and therefore we believe. You see, the problem is, if you are going to believe Jesus because of your mother, then when your mother is no longer around, you cannot believe Jesus. If you are going to believe Jesus because of your father, when your father is no longer around, then you can no longer believe Jesus. If you're going to go to church and do the things of God because of your pastor or the prophet or the apostle or the evangelist or the servants of God, when they are no longer around, then you can no longer uh, do the things of God. If you are going to pray only because your wife is around, then when your wife is no longer around, then you are not going to pray. If you're going to read the word only because your 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 brother, your sister, your aunt, your uncle, your neighbor is around, then when they are not around, you can no longer read the word of God. If you're only kind because you are seen by the church, seen by the servants of God, and when the servants of God are not around, then you can no longer do good things. So I want you to understand that when we are talking about my encounter, your encounter, it is a personified message. As I say that at the start. Hallelujah. So here the people are saying to this woman, that woman, thank you very much for telling us about Jesus. Thank you very much for telling us about your experience at the well. Thank you for telling us about how he interacted with you and knew everything about your past. Thank you for telling us how this man had so much knowledge and wisdom, even of the forefathers. But that's not what we are interested in. We are interested in what he has spoken to us directly. So you must know that, yes, I will continue to do what I am doing now because I have a calling. That I'll come here, I'll preach, I'll teach, I'll, I'll, I'll help you, I'll share the word. But you must desire an encounter with God yourself. You must not just rely on a servant of God to be the one that will lead you into prayer. You should not only rely on someone else that will help you to read the Bible. But your desire, your cry must be that on your own, you can also pray. That without the servant of God, without your sister, without your brother, without your neighbor, you can still go in the presence of God and offer a prayer, my encounter. Hallelujah. Because you see, when you are taken, hallelujah, the day that you and I will be called from this earth. Even, God forbid, if it happens that in a number of people uh, die or pass away at the same time in the same place, but individually you die. You do not die as a group. Hallelujah. You, you need to understand this carefully, that your life is not joined with someone else's life, meaning when you lose your life, someone else loses their life. No. Your life is your life. My life is my life. So you must always be careful that when you are living life like a group, you are going to be in trouble. Because when the the others are not there, it means you cannot do what you are supposed to do. And this is why today we have got a saying, peer pressure, that we always use as an excuse. Because we think our life is dependent on other people. We think our life, because we have got people in our life, then if or what they do, we do. But when we are talking about my encounter, you need to know that with God, it is going to be one-on-one. I, as your husband, this is me speaking about my wife, will not be there with her when she's having a one-on-one with God on the day. She, when she's having a one-on-one with God, I will not be around. If I'm talking about my sisters, if I'm talking about my brother, I will not be there when you are having your one-on-ones with God neither will you be there when I am having my one-on-one with God. It doesn't matter how much you love each other, but you must know that when the day comes, when the moment comes, you are going to be on your own with the Lord to give account of your life. Nobody is going to speak on your behalf. Nobody is going to speak on my behalf, but everyone will speak for themselves with God. So when we are saying my encounter, as much as it is exciting to speak about a miracle, a breakthrough, and all of the other things, but you must also consider your own ways, that how are you, because it is important for us to tell each other these type of messages. We have to be honest with one another that you must know that life is important for you to understand that it is about your experience with God. Hallelujah. I know we love the group meetings where we are praying in groups and we are shouting and saying the presence of God was there. Okay, good. I know we love the type of uh, setups or scenarios where you are in a group in a church and everybody is shouting the name of Jesus. Everybody is falling, rolling and jumping and you love that. Okay. I know you love it when there's a miracle taking place and people are clapping hands and jumping and there are groups. Okay. Okay. I know you love it when it is being publicized and it is being televised or spoken about or maybe books are written. Okay, but you must understand that your encounter is what matters. Your story is what matters. Your experience is what matters. You need to get to a point, I need to get to a point that when I go before God, we do not just talk about Abraham. Isaac, Jacob, we do not just talk about Ahana, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, we do not just talk about Joshua, we do not just talk about Elijah, Elisha, we do not just talk about Paul, uh, John Thomas, no, but we have to get to a point where we go before God and we talk about what he has done with us, my encounter, like Moses here where he said God, I want your glory, I want to experience your glory Hallelujah. We have to, to, to speak like these people, these Samaritans who say, listen, woman, we, we, we accept, we appreciate what you have done by coming to tell us about Jesus. It has helped. Thank you. But it is not because of that why we are saying we believe. It is because of our encounter. Hallelujah. So you must get to a point where you can say, Father, thank you for the pastor. But I bless you because of what you have done with me, what you have said to me, what you have done to my family. You must have a point, a reference that is yours. Hallelujah. That's the prayer that we offered at the start. Where you are saying, Lord, I want to have a personal experience of your presence. Not only the presence of God when you are in the church, not only the presence of God when the pastor preaches, not only the presence of God when your sister speaks, not only the presence of God when so-and-so does this, but the presence of God when you are on your own. That you can close yourself in a room and you have the presence of God. You have an experience with God. You have an encounter with God on your own. Where you're on your tears and you are thanking him. Where you are are on your knees and you are crying because you're worshiping him. Where you are on your knees and you are glorifying him. Where you are thanking him on your own because of the presence he has with you you must desire a personal experience where god is touching you on your own where god is speaking to you where you can say the lord has spoken to me now remember it doesn't have to be audible not everyone has the grace to hear god audibly but in your spirit he can speak and you will know it you have the conviction that this has to be god you must have the personal experience that god can guide you Where you can say, wow, I avoided that decision, that choice, because I just had God speak in my heart. That he spoke in my spirit and caused me to change my mind because that was not a good decision. You need that personal experience. You need a personal experience where you can have the influence of God. Hallelujah. So when we are talking about my encounter, this is about you. Praise the Lord. You must be looking forward to a time where you can have the experience of God. Now, I'll shock you a little bit. Most of the time, when we are in groups, yeah, let's say in a church setup, or we are having a corporate prayer, or a home sale, right? We just jointly say, Yes, the presence of God is here, because that's what we have been led to believe. As a part of the church, but when you are on your own and you are true to yourself, can you really say that you have the presence of God and you experienced it? Or is it just out of emotions because someone else, maybe in the in the congregation or in the gathering, is crying? Is it because maybe someone else in the gathering is shouting out on top of their voice? Is it because someone else in the gathering is speaking in tongues? Is that why you are also saying that you can feel the presence of God? This is why a personal encounter will change your perspective on the things of God. Hallelujah. We need to reach a point where we stop playing church, stop playing the presence of God, stop acting. And be real, be yourself. Hallelujah. We need Christians, children of God, that are authentic, that are genuine. Hallelujah. That's what it's about. And this is meant to be experienced with all of us. Everybody is supposed to have this. It is not for a selected few, no. But everyone of a child of God, of God's children, is meant to have an encounter with the Father. He is that loving, he is that big, he is that able, that it is not only for a few, no, but all of us are meant to have an experience with our God one way or another. Now, let me finish by saying this. This is important. It is not easy to understand the things of God if you have not had a personal encounter one way or another. This is important. I am saying it is not easy to understand the things of God if you have not had a personal experience with God. You need to have an encounter yourself. You need to have an experience yourself in order for you to make sense of God. In order for you to make sense of His Word. In order for you to make sense of how He does things. In order for you to make sense of um, how He speaks. You need to have that experience yourself. Otherwise, it would be like stories or folk tale that you hear people and you say, wow, well, I wonder how that happens. That years are passing, you are growing, I am growing, but yet you have not experienced that yourself. So in order for some things to make sense to you, for you to understand exactly who God is, you need a personal experience. Here are a few examples of what I am talking about. Prayer. If you have not gone into prayer yourself, then you cannot understand when people talk about having an experience with God through prayer. Until you start praying, you cannot attest to such statements. So my encouragement, start praying. You cannot understand that there are revelations in the Word of God until you start reading the Word yourself, until you start studying the Word of God. You need to start reading, you need to start studying in order for you to say, yes, there are revelations in God's Word. Healing. It is difficult for you to really um, sometimes even believe that God can heal until you are healed yourself. Until God touches someone who is close to you. Until God heals a family member or a friend whom you have seen struggling. Otherwise, you are only going to hear testimony through TV, testimony through newspapers, testimony through the radio, testimony through books. But you you need to get to a point where there has to be a personal connection with God's healing for you to really get to a point where you can say, yes, God is a healer deliverance, right? Any deliverance. Maybe you had an addiction. Maybe you had a problem with a temper. Maybe you had a problem with a bad attitude. Maybe you had a problem that you could not stop something. The only way for you to understand that indeed God delivers people is when you are delivered by God. It is when someone close to you is delivered by God, where you can say, indeed, I knew how my wife was. I knew how my husband was. I knew how my sister, my brother, my neighbor, my friend was. But now I can say because of God, he, she has been delivered or I have been delivered. My encounter answers to your questions. When when God answers you, when God answers someone close to you, whom you know they pray, whom you know they trust God, when God has come through for them or for you, then you can stand and say, indeed, I know that God does answer my encounter. Victory. Until you experience victory through God. Where you know you tried everything on your own. We tried everything on our own. And it never worked. And when God comes through for you, that's my encounter. That's where you can say, yes, indeed. Yes, now I know that God answers. Now I know that God delivers. Now I know that God promotes. Now I know that God blesses. Why? My encounter. And the last one, protection. Until God protects you, until you see your life flashing before your eyes, until you see something that you know, if it were not for a supernatural power, my life would have gone. His life would have gone. Her life would have gone. Then you will understand that there is God. So you need personal encounters that you can testify that this was in my house. But God saved us. God protected us. I, I saw what happened. Maybe this accident happened a few moments before I got there. Maybe I just had a conviction not to drive, not to go there, not to take that bus, not to take that train, that tram, not to take that plane. And if something happens, you can get on your knees and say, now I know that God protects people because he has done it with you. My encounter. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You need to be an individual that challenges God how by going before him and saying father thank you for father abraham thank you for father moses isaac jacob thank you for the forefathers thank you for the women that i uh, you know we read of, thank you lord for for the people that we read of in the bible thank you of the servants of god that are doing wonderful things worldwide thank you for the miracles that we have heard but god what about my mind we need to start challenging god and going before him and saying father i have been hearing a lot of people talk about the testimonies i have been hearing a lot of people talk about the miracles i have been hearing a lot of people talk about blessings breakthroughs i have been hearing a lot of people talk about prayer i have been hearing a lot of people talk about this that but what about me And you see, you can only do this when you are, one, a child of God, meaning you are born again, you are a believer. And two, if indeed you have a relationship with God. You see, if you are a son or a daughter, right, and you are unavailable to your parents, if you are rude toward your parents, it is difficult or impossible for you to go to them and expect them to be nice to you. My God, let me repeat that. I am saying if you are not respectful towards your parents, if you do not listen to your parents, if you have no relationship with your parents, then it is difficult or impossible for you to expect them to do anything nice for you. So what am I saying? I am saying with God, you have to understand that you must have a relationship. You must trust him. And you must be a kind person. You must be good. You must change your ways if you need to. And then you have got a reason enough to go before him and say, Father, you know how I am. You know my heart. You know how I live with other people. Jehovah, may you do this for me. You have the confidence to do that because you know yourself how you are living your life. My encounter. My experience. Let me pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you and I bless you, Lord, for such a wonderful moment. I glorify you, God, for the minutes we have spent together with your son and daughter to teach about my encounter. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for teaching with me because I know you are our helper. Thank you for helping me to deliver the word and thank you for helping them to understand the word. My God, as they go into the new week, in this new month, this new layer of October, I declare that may they have an encounter with you, Jehovah. I pray may they have an experience with you, Jesus. May they have an experience with you, Holy Spirit. I pray that in their marriage, may they have an encounter. With their children, may they have an encounter. In their jobs, may they have an encounter. In their business, may they have an encounter. In their relationship, may they have an encounter. In their health, may they have an encounter. With their goals, their dreams, their plans, may they have an encounter. Father, wherever they go, whatever they do, I pray that may they have an encounter with God. Let them testify that indeed I have had a personal experience with my God. Father, may they start to pray and have encounters with you, God. May they start to read the word of God and have an encounter with you, Jehovah. Lord, I pray every word they speak, let them testify that indeed I have had an experience with my God. Jehovah, I honor you and I thank you. I bless you, O Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You see, it is high time that we start to testify about our lives. We start to speak about God in our lives. We start to speak about God and what he is doing for us. We start to promote Jesus because of what he is doing with us. We start to promote the Holy Spirit because of what he is doing with us. We start to promote the kingdom of God because of what we are seeing in our own family. With that, I want you to have a lovely week. October is here. The new layer has started. And don't be afraid. Go out there and have an encounter with God. Enjoy, and God lift you. Shalom.